TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We are joined now by Carl Calabrese, political strategist. Carl, uh, happy Sunday. Same to you, Joe. Uh, before we get to redistricting, I do want your take on the uh, polling cars tweets yesterday that we just talked with Michael Crocker about. I, I, I do think it's funny. This is a guy who for four years told us how awful Trump's tweets and the things that you know Trump's rhetoric. Um, I, I, I really think he's uh, he's the the liberal Donald Trump. No question. If you recall, uh, early in the last term, he was putting out a number of very uh, very politically supercharged tweets uh, attacking Republicans and conservatives. Obviously, his campaign managers uh, were able to instill enough self-discipline in him during the campaign to get him off of social media. But now that he's free of, of that uh, that pressure uh, of a campaign and a re-election, uh, he's back on. And, and we're, this is the real Mark Polenkars. I mean, he, he's always had this edge to him, uh, which makes him much different than many uh, many politicians who win this many consecutive terms, the best example being Byron Brown. But he, he's always had an edge to him, and now that he's free of the constraints of a re-election campaign, uh, you're going to see, I believe you're going to see more of this. Oh, well, the, the good thing is, Carl, we have the mute feature on certain accounts if it gets, uh, <laughs> if it gets too much. Um, Carl, now we learned this week that uh, we will once again be witnessing redistricting in New York State. Before we get to the, the upcoming elections, what do you think will change uh, with the current districts, the co- current congressional districts in New York State? Oh, a, a lot is going to change, uh, especially with the four districts that the Republicans picked up, uh, much to the surprise of the Democrats and, and many political pundits um, back in 2022 midterm election. They picked up two seats um, in the Long Island area, they picked up a seat in the lower Hudson Valley, and they picked up a seat in Syracuse which uh, were on paper very, very difficult for a Republican to win. They won those, uh, and it helped and certainly contributed to the Republicans uh, taking the majority in the House of Representatives. Um, And so you're going to see the Democrats uh, go after those four districts with new lines. Uh, You know, let's just play this through. Uh, it's, It's complicated, as you would expect in New York State politics. You've got this bipartisan redistricting commission, which became part of the Constitution in 2016 uh, when that referendum was passed, uh, which prohibits gerrymandering on paper, okay? Um, the commission is 10 people, five Democrats, five Republicans. But, the, you know, the devil's in the details. What happens if they do not agree on a, on a map? And that's exactly what occurred after the 2020 census. The commission was deadlocked. You had a Democrat map 
and you had a Republican map, five and five. Uh, the legislature rejected both and said, give us another map. The commission did not produce that second map, and therefore the legislature took over the whole process, which under the law they can either accept the, uh, the bipartisan commission's map, if there is a bipartisan map, they can reject it in total, they can accept parts of it, or they can rewrite it themselves. And that's what they chose to do um, in the last go-around. And I believe that you know, if, if the past is any indication, I don't see anything that will change a 5-5 deadlock. But even if they do come up with a bipartisan map, the legislature has the power to reject it and draw their own. So I think that's where we're going. I think they're going to redraw their own maps. They're going to go after those seats and others. Remember, what got them into trouble after the 2020 census, what, what got the court to reject their map and, and appoint a special master to draw the new lines was the fact that they be, were so aggressive in redistricting. They essentially were going to redistrict the Republican Party out of existence at the congressional level, the state Senate level, and eventually it would have been the assembly level as well. Um, and so I, I think that's where they're going to go. That's their natural inclination. They may not be quite so aggressive this time around, but they are definitely going to go after anywhere from four to six seats to try to contribute to a Democrat majority in the next uh, in the next Congress in 2024. And has anything changed where the court wouldn't uh, reject it this time around? Yes, a lot has changed. Um, the original court that ruled four to three in favor of the Republican lawsuit saying that this was gerrymandering and therefore unconstitutional, um, that the composition of that court has changed dramatically because one of the conservative, more moderate judges retired and the Democrats appointed a progressive leftist judge who in this case sided with the overthrowing of the, of the original uh, decision and ordering new lines to be drawn. So you've got a very Democrat, progressive, left-friendly court. Uh, you've got a very progressive left legislature, and I believe they're salivating over the opportunity to get their hands on the pen to redraw districts. Now, looking at the districts in this listening area, Carl, 23, 24, and 26, do you see anything changing with those three districts? Um, probably not. I mean, you know, you've got uh, the, the Higgins district, which is solidly Democrat. They're going to keep that. They might, they might go after 27 and try to make it more competitive. Um, it'd be tough for them to make it Democrat in enrollment, but they certainly could could uh, hack away at the Republican majority in 27. Uh, but So I think that's where the, the targets would be. Now, looking nationwide, because obviously, as you said, I mean, this is more of a result of the seats that helped Republicans hold Congress. Uh, is there anywhere else in the country that, you know, coming up in 24, Republicans could maintain those seats that they might now lose in New York State? Yeah, there's a couple of dynamics going on that make this complicated, and, and uh, I'm reluctant to say that, you know, if, if the Democrats do pick up four seats in New York, that that's the end of the ballgame and they've got the majority. Uh, North Carolina, they're, they're having the same battle. Uh, the court has ordered a redrawing of districts. Uh, most experts believe that could result in a pickup of four or five seats uh, in North Carolina for Republicans. And then you've got the retirement uh, issue. You've got 22 Democrats uh, incumbents who have already announced they're not running again, plus uh, Brian Higgins. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, 21 Democrats who have announced retirements, Brian Higgins' uh, resignation, which makes it 22. Of those 21 districts, uh, or 21 representatives who are retiring, uh, five of them come from districts that either Donald Trump won uh, in, the, in 2020, or if Biden won 
was under five points. So that makes, uh, makes it very competitive with an open seat. You don't have an incumbent with all the advantages of incumbency running. Uh, and you've, so you've got an open seat, and th these are certainly more, much more favorable to Republican chances of picking them up. So you've got to look at that as well. And we're not done with, uh, with announcements for retirements yet. And uh, I'm, I'll be following those to see who announces a retirement and do they come from a pro-Trump, pro-Biden district, and might there be a change uh, in, the, in the next election? Now, speaking of Congressman Higgins, uh, NY26, as we know, he's stepping away in February. Tim Kennedy, Tim Kennedy, sorry, the only one to announce. Uh, but we heard from uh, Mayor Byron Brown, and he said the need for a centrist. Do you think that's him tipping his cap that he's going to run? Well, it, it's certainly him tipping his cap that he's looking at it very seriously. And, and if he does decide to run, that that's going to be the, the major theme of his campaign, which is, you know, Congress has become dysfunctional because of the again, the supercharged partisan atmosphere. We've got to get people with who, who are practical, who are willing to reach across the aisle and, and find compromises to serious issues. Um, and he's going to make the argument that that's him, that that's Byron Brown, a person who can work with people on both sides of the aisle, has, has governed in a moderate way, and will take that to, to um, Congress. And he'll be able to contrast that with Tim Kennedy, who's, who's you know, pretty progressive leftist himself. Um, when, when Tim Kennedy announced his candidacy for Congress, he, he talked about his record in, in, in the state legislature, and it was, it was a liberal litany, basically. You know, a gun control, abortion, uh, things like that, that, social justice he cited. So uh, he certainly tipped his hat as to what type of congressman he would be, and Byron Brown is tipping his. Now, the question remains, when he weighs all of the, the pros and cons and the possibility of winning a primary, does he still do it? Nobody knows. Maybe Byron Brown still doesn't know. He's still going through an evaluation process. But uh, if he does become a candidate, he will be a very, very credible challenge to Tim Kennedy. And as I say, we're, we're already seeing their, their main themes, I think, played, you know, uh, uh, telegraphed to the public. On one hand, a progressive leftist. On the other hand, a moderate who can find consensus for the special election who do you think the democratic party locally is more likely to tap oh boy that's a good question my i i would say kennedy but you know again tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm not, I'm not an expert in Democrat politics. <laughs> I have a tough time figuring out how Democrats think about anything, let alone how they think about a, a choice for a, a nominee. So I'll, I'll, I'll issue my prediction with a huge caveat. Now, looking at NY26, um, obviously, as you said, it's, it's, a, it's a liberal district. Is there a Republican locally you can think of that could run that moderate campaign to maybe flip NY26? Boy, that's that's a real heavy lift. I don't see anybody on the horizon right now uh, that would have those credentials. First of all, I think it would take somebody with lots of money, okay? Uh, and the party doesn't have that kind of money right now. Um, you know, there obviously could be an injection of, of uh, money from the Republican Congressional Campaign Committee, but only if they think it's a winnable race. They're, they're very unlikely to put lots of money in a district that is so blue. So unless unless the party comes up with a a candidate who's already in office who has the ability to raise the kind of money we're talking about or somebody from the private sector who can self-fund a campaign. Um, I, I don't see that happening right now. Looking uh, forward to 2024, Carl, we also do have to talk a little bit about the upcoming presidential election, uh, which you and I have done, it seems like, since 2020 uh, was over. Uh, I mean, it looks now, you look at the Republican uh, primaries, I mean, this late in the game, I know we haven't even cast the first ballot, but I mean, it, it, is there any chance for anyone to turn around their campaign and challenge Donald Trump? Slim and none, and Slim just left town on a horse. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it just no. I mean, nobody, no political candidate running for president in either party has ever lost the nomination with this size of a lead going into the primary season ever. Now, it could happen. Politics has a way of throwing curveballs. Uh, but boy, I mean, you know, for all this talk about uh, Nikki Haley surging in the polls, she's still, you know, she's at 14 percent. DeSantis is at about 19 percent. And Trump's up, you know, way up in the 50s. Uh, so it would have to take a major curveball. Now, Iowa is known for throwing curveballs. OK, underdogs have won those, uh, won that caucus going back, you know, more than a decade. Uh, Ted Cruz was an underdog. He won. Uh, Rick Santorum was an underdog. He won. Uh, Mike Huckabee, an underdog, and he came came up with a victory. But none of those people went on to win the nomination. So it, it's interesting to watch because of the very unique nature of a caucus, uh, how it differs tremendously from a primary. Uh, it's tough to get people to come out and vote in a primary. It's even tougher in a caucus because, number one, it's in, you know, it's in February. Um, I'm sorry, it's in January in Iowa. The weather could be miserable. Plus, it's a, pretty much an all-night event. You just don't go to the polls, cast your ballot, and go home. You go to a gym, you go to a fire hall, you go to someplace, and you, you may spend hours there to go through this very elaborate system of voting and re-voting. Uh, and so only the most committed uh, tend to show up, and right now, it's Trump who owns the most committed voter. Looking at um, the polling that's coming out from, you know, all over December of 2023, and, you know, Trump is leading in five battleground states, seven battleground states. How much right. stock do you put into that? And, you know, are things like Hunter Biden, the impeachment inquiry, is that playing into it? And will that still have the lasting power in 11 months? Oh, there's going to be all kinds of, uh, of things that happen, events that happen between now and, and really serious campaign time uh, that could change these numbers. But uh, it is significant that Trump is leading Biden in, as you say, anywhere from five to seven of, uh, of the key battleground states, and which are seven or eight, depending on how you, how you define it, but certainly no more than eight. Um, he is leading now. 
but that could change. And one of the things that could change it is a conviction or more, more than one conviction because when you ask, he's doing pretty well with independence, much better than he did in the 2020 election. And in order for him to win in 2024, he needs to get a percentage of independence about the same level he did in, in 2016, which is about 48, 49% of independence. Right now he's getting that. But when you ask the question of independence, how, does your vote change if he's convicted of one or more of, of these uh, alleged crimes? You, it comes up a big yes, he loses six, seven, eight points from independence. Uh, if that happens, I don't see how he can win a, a, a national election, uh, lose, you know, with only getting about the same percentage of independence that he got in 2020. So that could change. Uh, you know, there's, there's obviously the impeachment, the Hunter Biden uh, revelations could change uh, things. Uh, just, you know, at this point, just kind of stay tuned. But I believe the Democrats right now are, if they're not in panic mode, they're pretty close to it looking at these polls. And that's why you see more and more, you know, major Democrats coming out and if not, you know, quiet, you know, just subtly suggesting outright screaming that, Joe, you, you might want to step aside and let us nominate somebody else. So you are still sticking to Joe Biden will not be the candidate. Yeah, I, I've always believed that. Uh, you know, again, he, I've, always, I've said that he just from a physical standpoint, he's he's one fall away from having a serious injury. He's one press conference away from having an event like we saw with Mitch McConnell on two occasions of essentially freezing up, um, you know, and just basically zoning out for 30 seconds, 45 seconds. If, if either one of those two things happen, you know, this is a new ball game. But, you know, there, there's still this idea that uh, the Democrats might be so desperate if these polls continue, you know, showing what they're showing, uh, that there could be an effort to, to move him out in some way, shape or form uh, before the convention. Well, it gets more and more interesting oh, yeah. every oh, month yeah. that goes by. Carl, last question. Bills, Cowboys, 425, your prediction. Uh, I think the Bills are going to pull this one out. I think the home field advantage is going to be very, very uh, noticeable today. Uh, I think they're, they may be hitting their stride. It's very interesting after going through that terrible streak, uh, not looking like the same Bills team that we saw at the beginning of the season. Uh, they, they may be hitting their stride just at the right time. You know, the Wall Street Journal is not known for its sports coverage, but they do have a one-page sports section. And a couple of, about a week or so ago, they had a they had an article about the upcoming playoffs and what teams are, you know, are, are likely to be there. And, and they, they described the Bills as um, the, the most frustrating but the most dangerous team going into the playoffs. Oh, if they could just win out, and I, I believe it. They're, they're, for the first time in a few years, going into the playoffs hot. Carl, I hope you're right about today. Uh, always great talking with you. Hope you have a Merry Christmas and uh, look forward to talking in 24. Same to you, Joe. Merry Christmas if we don't talk before then. And to all of our listeners as well. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.